Welcome to the Discover Universal podcast. Keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle. And watch your step on the moving walkway because we're taking you park to park to prepare you for your next visit. Let's Discover Universal. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Discover Universal podcast. I'm David, and gift-giving is my love language. And I'm Carrie, and literally half of my wardrobe is from a tribute store. That is true. Yeah. You do love wearing that denim jacket. It's my favorite. With Universal Studios on the back of it. I feel like I'm representing my company. It's like your unofficial podcast uniform. It kind of is. That's what I like to say. I know. From the tribute store. So in this episode, we're talking all about the tribute store. That's right. The tribute store is a, a changing sort of pop-up experience here at Universal. It is different and uh, and very, very immersive, different than all of our other merchandise locations. And we get a chance to talk with our friends from Visual Merchandising today, and it's kind of their brainchild. So, yeah. so David, the Tribute Store. If you've never been to a Tribute Store here at Universal Orlando Resort, why don't you fill people in, give them sort of an overview? Yeah, I, I think you mentioned before, like, immersive. Like, yeah. that's the, the best word to describe it. They create these super cool... Um, immensely decorated themed rooms yes. um, that, that just become this really unique retail experience basically. Yeah. So, you know, we have all of our awesome retail locations throughout the park, but the tribute store has become something special. So yes. you kind of mentioned it was like a pop-up. So it feels like a pop-up. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's not there all year round. Yeah. It actually coincides with events throughout the year. So mm-hmm. currently there's a tribute store for Mardi Gras um, the summer, mm-hmm. uh, they do one for Halloween Horror Nights mm-hmm. and then for holidays at the end of the year as well. It actually started as an experience themed for Halloween Horror Nights. That's true. In 2015. I was getting ahead of myself. You were. It's it's grown so much from humble yeah. beginnings. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so originally it was just each year for Halloween Horror Nights. Mm-hmm. And and now it's expanded, as I mentioned, to, yeah. to these other events, these other times of year. And, and more events means more themes yeah. that they get to incorporate. Yeah. So, you know, you may be walking through the world of uh, some of your favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's it's themed to like a classic 80s movie theater yeah. um, with some favorites like E.T., Jaws, Back to the Future. And so when you're walking into these rooms, you're, you're it's not just a store. You're walking into like the bedroom from E.T., Elliot's yeah. bedroom. You're walking into uh, Quint's boat shack yeah. in Jaws. Uh, and they just create this incredible multi-sensory experience around you. Um, not only with the cool merchandise that's on offer, but the amazing decorations and stuff that that are above, below you, all around you. It is so interesting to uh, to see what these people come up with. Because like you said, sometimes you're walking into a film set, but uh, contrastly, like for Halloween Horror Nights, for example, at one point you were walking into Dr. Frankenstein's lab. Uh, at one point during Mardi Gras, you were walking into a New Orleans jazz club. So they really think about what setting is going to be most appropriate for the event that it is promoting and and how it can further the storyline. Yeah, and like complement the, the theme. Exactly. And I love that you brought up storyline because that's really a focus of the tribute stores as well as it is – sort of a narrative experience. Like there is a story thread that kind of goes through these rooms if you're paying close attention. Well, yeah. And that's, uh, that's another cool thing is there's so many details, right? These, these magic makers, I mean, they're seriously geniuses. They have all these different little Easter eggs kind of hidden on, on the walls, on the floor, built into the immersive decor of the set Mm -hmm. that you can follow a storyline a lot of the time. Yeah. And I mean, you you mentioned all the decor, all the Easter eggs that it's just packed with really cool details. Yeah. Like you can find 
Uh, sometimes you can find artifacts that are actually from the movie or the or the ride or whatever yeah. that the theme is. Uh, sometimes they've made these really intricate recreations of things. Yeah. Um, sometimes there's inside jokes, you know, references oh. <laughs> to other universal events or universal characters. Yeah. It, it's, you know, it's, it's an awesome place to go and, and find that exclusive merchandise, but it's almost just as much, you know, this walkthrough experience that Definitely. you get to explore. And another cool thing is it's an interdepartmental collaboration between our visual merchandising team and our merchandising team, the people that create the the actual products that they sell. So you're sometimes seeing exclusive merchandise only sold at the tribute store, especially, uh, for example, the summer tribute store that we have now, like you said, the, the classic 80s movies, a lot of brand new stuff goes in there. So if you are a big fan of Universal and you want to take those souvenirs, take a piece of Universal home with you, going to that tribute store, getting that exclusive merchandise is a big deal for a lot of our guests, myself included. You're right. Fans have, it's become like a thing that everyone looks forward to. They yeah. can't wait till the next tribute store pops up. They can't wait to find out what the next theme is going to be. Yep. So so where it is uh, now, it, it's located over in our New York street section. It's easy to find because they they typically build this big facade outside of the building. This, yes. This big, uh, I, I don't know, it's, it's different things all the time. Sometimes it's a big building. Right now we mentioned it's like a, a movie theater marquee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, once it was a, a giant black cat for Halloween, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. Or a giant uh, nutcracker's mouth for, for the holidays. holidays. Yep. It yep. Was, and it's beautiful. I mean, and it, and our fans have taken to social media when the fuss facade comes out. Yeah. What is that? Oh my gosh. What? Oh, they've never, they haven't even been to the store yet. And they're like speculating about, oh, what's it going to be? Then, and it creates a lot of buzz, a lot of excitement. Yeah. Now I said some of my favorite merchandise was wearable, but also some of my favorite merchandise is edible. <laughs> uh, and they have a whole uh, treats section they've had for the last few years in the tribute right. store. And, uh, and it's all themed to, again, to that, that immersive mm-hmm. decor that they're going off of. Um, can be lots of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, there's usually sweets. I mean, yep. it could be cupcakes, could be cookies. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, like we mentioned for jaws, there was a fish bowl yeah. with like a, a blue iced cake, cake in there that oh. looked like the ocean with a little gummy shark on top. Oh man. Um, also this year it was a movie theater, so they had popcorn. Well, so yeah. everything smells like popcorn. Talk about that multi-sensory experience. Yep. I think they actually, uh, our guests told us that uh, they pipe in some smells to each of the rooms as well. So Ooh, you're, I'm, like I said, I five senses. You're, yeah. you're experiencing everything when you walk into these immersive settings, and that's yeah. why they're so special. I am so excited to jump over there to the tribute store. In fact, uh, I think we should play a little game because you you had said that gift giving is your love language, it David. Is. So I think maybe we should do sort of like a summer Santa, summer secret okay. Santa. All right. I think you, me, and Michelle should, our executive producer, Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Yeah. You're part of this as well. Uh, I think that we should choose one of each other to to get a gift okay. for them. Um, and we should walk through the tribute store and uh, and decide what we would purchase for them. Okay. Because there's a lot of merch in there. But before we go shopping, yes. uh, perhaps we should uh, go meet up with our... Uh, guests for this episode. Yes. And uh, we're going to get a tour from them of the store, and then we're going to have them back here in the studio and and ask them some questions about how they create this amazing tribute store. And then I get to go shopping. Yes. Okay. We are back here in the studio with Rob and Sarah from Visual Merchandising Team. We just had the most incredible tour of our summer tribute store with them acting as like personal VIP tour guides. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. Uh, so welcome to our studio, guys. We're back here for an interview. We got tons of questions, but why don't we start with some introductions? Um, I'll start. We're super happy to be here, so thank you for asking us. Um, I'm Rob Cometti. I'm celebrating 22 years with the park, 
and I'm the director for visual merchandising and store design. And amongst other things, um, we get uh, the privilege of working on the Tribute Store a few times a year. So we're just excited to be able to talk to you guys and maybe answer some questions and share some of the stories uh, behind the Tribute Store. What about you, Sarah? Hi, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Um, I've been working with Universal for eight years with the visual merchandise team. I am the project manager of the project team that oversees the Tribute Stores, the All Hallows Eve Boutique, and other special projects around the park. Very cool. It's like the coolest job. So you guys cover <laughs> all of the retail stores, not just the specialty like tribute store stuff too, right? Correct. So um, our department is laid out kind of in two sides. We have a parks team and a projects team. So the parks team maintains all of the, the stores you see throughout the park, as you would expect a, um, a visual merchandising team to do, the displays sure. and the windows and whatnot. And then we have a second side to our department, which is the projects team. And they handle the tribute stores, the pop-up shops, the All Hallows Eve Boutique, um, the Sahara Traders, the monster store that's over there. So any of those things that fall outside of what you would expect a normal visual merchandising team to handle, that's where the project team steps in. And y'all crush it. I got to tell you. <laughs> yes. Because not only do, do I know that guests get excited, but team members get excited to see what's new in the tribute store. I mean, it is an event when that when that rollout happens, myself included. I'm like, and I'm over the moon about the current summer tribute store. It Very feels cool. so retro, it feels so vintage. As as we walked up to it, it's uh it's sort of set like in like an 80s movie theater. Correct. Yeah, it's an 80s movies house. And um, you know, you said uh, retro, but for those of us who have been here a while, we live <laughs> we lived through those times. <laughs> Fair and enough. so some of the stuff we're putting in the store, I'm like, I feel like we just took this out of the park. So yeah, it's a it's an 80s uh, retro movie house, and we focused on some of our favorite brands. Okay. Um, the main catalyst for this store was E.T., which is celebrating its 40th anniversary this year. So um, the movie, yes. uh, celebrating 40. And so from there, we chose some other fan favorites, um, Jaws, which is a huge favorite um, amongst the fan group, and then also Back to the Future. And then just figuring out ways to tie it all together so it wasn't a choppy theme, we chose an 80s movie house and that each room becomes its own theater playing that movie. And what I love about it is is you're creating these immersive environments, but they tell a story. There's like a secret narrative that's even yeah. you know, going through the shop. So for this one, you were showing us in the very first room, right as you walk in, you know, there's the ticket booth, you're buying your movie tickets, and then there's a poster on the wall, if you look back to your right, that says there's a birthday party, right? Right. <laughs> In one of the theaters. And so as you go through, you end up in the final room, which is uh, kind of the concessions area. And then there's even one of the theaters is closed off for the birthday, birthday party. party. There it was. It comes back around. I totally had my birthday party at a movie theater, I think, when I was eight years old. Yes, <laughs> I totally did. I can't remember what we saw. It might, it might have been Jurassic Park. But I remember it was a banging party. It was great. We had pizza. Did you get like the whole school? No, I only have like six friends, but we all <laughs> hung out <laughs> and we all get like the little movie deal. It was, oh, it was great. It was so good. It brought back a lot of nostalgia for me. You know, you talk about some of those details that, um, you know, some people will just pass by them, but if you hang out in there long enough and start looking around, um, you know, I give credit to Sarah and her team because they, um, we were joking in the store. She was pointing something out and I'm like, I didn't know that was in here. And, and I've been in there a lot. So if you're just making one trip into the store, you might not see everything. And I'm sure there's other things that, that I'm not even seeing that, that, that they've hidden in there and just didn't tell me about. They're like, let's not tell Rob what we put in here. We'll have to check it out. And so, it's, oh, and it's ahead, funny enough, too, that I hear some of the guys talking about stuff, and I'm like, 
wait, what? Where'd you put that? And I and I go and look for it. So I'm aware if I get asked. So you guys get to go on a scavenger hunt in your own projects yeah. as well. See? What That's what's amazing. the rules on like sneaking Easter eggs into the store? Somebody's gotta prove it, right? Right? Well, y- yes. Yes. <laughs> um, the rule the first rule is don't put my face on anything. Okay. Which okay. doesn't always uh, they don't always abide by that because I sometimes find my picture in there. Um, but, you know, as much as we uh, and we do plan these stores out well in advance, some of the coolest things that happen happen on the fly. Mm-hmm. And as we're in their building or these guys are putting something up, they may something may spark of an it may be a spark of an idea that turns out to be some of the coolest things that we put in there is the things that we never ever was on paper or never planned that were like, oh, as we're in here. This would be really cool. And if we're getting excited about it, we know that the fans on the guests will get excited about it too. Yeah, definitely. So I, I, I guess that leads us to the question of like, what's the process of coming up with the theme, coming up with the details uh, of the tribute store? Because it does change quite often, right? Yeah, it does. And we're, you know, it's started off as a once, once a year event for Halloween Horror Nights. We would right. do that. And then as the popularity grew, we started testing the grounds with, okay, Maybe this, you know, let's try Mardi Gras. Maybe Mardi Gras could work. Yeah. And so we um, we tested a Mardi Gras one, and uh, it was very popular. And um, it was probably darker than most people expected mm-hmm. to have for a Mardi Gras. But I think that a lot of the HHN crowd came through, and um, it was uh, the first room we walked into was a cemetery, followed by like a really creepy voodoo bayou. Ooh. Um, and I so that I was about to ask, that's what I was, I was telling yeah. Sarah when we were in the store, there was like a mannequin or something. And I was like, that thing is real. That is going to move. <laughs> <laughs> I stared at it for like a good 30 seconds going, don't scare me. So then once, uh, once Mardi Gras, we saw that, okay, this has more legs than just Halloween. Um, we, uh, we tried it again for Christmas and Christmas again was successful. Yeah, People exactly. loved it. Um, and then it was from that point on, we're like, well, we can't stop. We got to, it's just, now this is a full-time job. And Sarah and I had many conversations. We're like, okay, can we do this four times a year? And we're like, yeah, I think we can. And so now we do the Mardi Gras. We do have a summer and then we have the Halloween and then the holiday. And um, the the summer one is, uh, that one would probably change the most yeah. uh, theme-wise. Sure. Because the others were, we have an event that supports it. Mm-hmm. So the, the summer one is kind of, um, it evolves each year, and it's kind of a nice surprise each year. That must be exciting because you guys get kind of a blank slate, I would think, every summer. Yes. Speaking of uh, oh speaking of details, uh, we are currently looking out the window <laughs> of the radio broadcast center, and some of our props are being ushered down the street from our uh, from our prop shop. Yes, which is which is in your department as well. Yes. Those were those were from the from the scarecrow stock oh. from last year. We're just walking down the street. You never know what you're going to see here. Look at that. You'd see. They knew you guys would be in here. (laughs) (laughs) They're teasing you. They're like, look at the props you created. So (sighs) so to Carrie's point, I mean, starting with that blank slate every year, like what's the creative process? It almost reminds me of like a Halloween Horror Nights house, a haunted house, you know, like like are are you where is the concept coming from? What's the kind of development process, you know, from from the idea to to seeing it in real life, building it? So it's really interesting because each of our project supervisors get a tribute store. And they get to take it from concept to design to build and, you know, and then install. And what 
the funnest part about it is, is that it's our team. It's our group of seven people that sit in a room, brainstorm, come up with these amazing ideas, put it on paper, and then we bring it to Rob. And um, a lot of the times, too, our UPR team and um, some other departments will reach out and be like, hey, you know, for like this summer one, it was how can we celebrate E.T.'s 40th of the movie? Can that be in a tribute store? How can we build that into that scene? So it's really cool to see how it does evolve and how some of the best things come out of those blue sky ideas that we have in a room with our group of team members. So Yeah, and I think, um, you know, the she mentioned UPR, which is Universal Parks and Resorts. They're, oh. they're responsible for developing our merchandise. And so in particular for Summer Tribute, they came to us early on and say, look, we've got this great lineup that we want to do for summer, which was the Jaws, the E.T., and the Back to the Future. And um, they said, can you build a tribute store around us? So that's what was really the kind of the stepping off point for this. And again, I mean, I'm making that sound simple, but there was many iterations <laughs> to it. Um, so and it can come, you know, in the early years, it was just like Sarah said, us sitting around a room kind of spitballing ideas. And that really is a, a fun process because... There'll be some times where someone will mention something and we'll kind of sit back. We're like, oh, I don't know if that's let's not. And then someone will mention one other thing. We're like, no, that works. That's that's what it's got to be. It's 100 percent. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun because it's a very comfortable um, situation. We're all sitting in a room just putting ideas on the board and trying to come up with what is going to excite us, which in turn will excite our guests. Sure. And and of course, talking about you know, your favorite franchises, our favorite franchises as Universal fans. I mean, it doesn't get better than those three. Definitely. And that, that's the excitement of it is now you're getting to immerse yourself in the world of the movies, of the events, whatever it happens to be. And and that's where I think all that detail comes in is you're surrounded everywhere you look, above you, below you. We're, yeah. There's details on the floor in this tribute store as we were walking through the the movie theater. There's there's movie tickets, you know, strewn on the floor that yep. – you were telling us someone tried to pick up and clean off the floor. <laughs> you cannot pick They're them up. They're in there. They are in there. They're in there. I, I got to brag on my favorite detail that we found out about today, and this is in the ET section, the very first room, and talking about the furniture. Can you guys can you expound upon the furniture? So there was a company that had marketed um, the bedroom set from e from Elliot's bedroom after the movie was done, and the project manager for this summer tribute store, he found it online, was able to work and get it purchased and even had his dad help him get it from Atlanta back down to Florida in his pickup truck, <laughs> just so we could have the set of furniture in Elliot's Beldrum, yeah. authentic set. You can sleep in the actual <laughs> style of bed <laughs> from the movie. But that is fascinating. I mean, like I said, you know, we have craftsmen all over the property yeah. we easily could have made something yeah. built something that resembled it yeah. but like to have the actual furniture that like someone was dedicated enough to go to atlanta to pick up personally in their pickup truck or even in the the back to the future section there's the um the what are what are the cats the oh the panthers the panthers yes. that's it came from someone's personal collection so we have to give uh credit to phil daly who was the oh, right. project supervisor for this tribute store yeah. and um He's not only a prop collector, but he's a um, he, movie fan. And so he really hones in on all the details. Yeah. And so finding that exact bedroom set, that had, we had to have it. 
So yeah. it had to, we couldn't just do a recreation. The Panthers are from his living room, so he'll want me to say that. Oh my gosh. So just to show you how much Casual. of a nerd he is. Yep. Those are my These living are not, room Panthers. Yeah. They're not like small cats either. These are like oh. six foot, like ginormous monstrosities. <laughs> and they're right. like chilling up there. And the, I could not imagine having those in your living room. But. And I love, you guys showed us the added detail on the side of uh, of one of the racks. It has references from the movies that those that those Panther statues were in, including Back to the Future. Yes. Right, yeah. So they have direct lineage to the movie. So... If you're looking for an original movie prop, I mean, you probably won't, those won't be on public exhibition unless you're over at Phil's house watching a movie. <laughs> but um, so check them out. It's really cool to see that those were the actual ones that were on at the clock tower. Yeah. And so all in all, it's it's a mix of, I mean, authentic pieces. There's pieces that your team has uh, recreated or crafted. There's pieces that you guys have sourced from warehouses, right? It's a bit of everything. Yeah. Um, depending on the theme, some of the stuff may be made from scratch. Some of them are found items, repurposed. Sharp-eyed fans, when they go through these tribute stores, may be able to pick out things that are from other tribute stores. Um, I love recycling. I've been accused of being a hoarder sometimes <laughs> of, of props. Comes in handy but, in this, uh, um, yeah. this role. And I, and I think I've surrounded myself with hoarders so, and very creative ones because um, Sarah's not a hoarder. She wants me to get rid of stuff, but, um, there's, there's some folks on our team where they'll look at something. I'll be like, should we get rid of this? And they'll be like, Oh no, if we turn it upside down and paint it, it's a laser gun or something. And I'm like, let's, we got to hang on to it then. If you use it one time, it was worth keeping it there for years. I mean, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yep. It's that perfect piece. Oh, I knew it. I knew we held on to that. So uh, you have worked on all the tribute stores. I'm assuming, uh, having been on uh, visual merchandise for so many years, do you each have a favorite store or maybe a favorite detail from a store that you'd like to share? I'm a huge Universal Monsters fan. <gasps> oh, me so too. anytime we can do something with Universal Monsters, I'm all over it. And we did a couple years ago, we had a Frankenstein's Laboratory, and it just felt like you were really there. And so there were several times when the whole crew left for the day, and I would just go in there and I would just stand and look. It's like, I feel like I'm on <laughs> the set, actually a better version of the set. Yeah. Anything with the Universal Monsters, I, I just love. That was a great store. So good. Big fan. What about you, Sarah? So Halloween is my favorite time as well. So I'd have to say we recycled the Kitty facade. And Kitty was out front. And then the next year, she got a little bit of a haircut and came inside the store. And you exited through her to go into the transition hallway. So back to Rob's point of just reusing things and recycling things that we've used before, Kitty was one of our favorite facades, and it was like, how can we use her again? We have to. So we were able to fit her into the storyline of the pumpkin patch and the corn maze in room two and reused her as the exit, and you walked through her. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, obviously there's a cost savings by reusing things or repurposing, but sometimes we just love something so much that we just have to put it back in there again or just, we're like, <laughs> we can't let go of it. So that was the case of the, the, the Kitty facade is we loved it, and we're like, we're not ready to let go of this yet. So we repurposed it. I think that was in Jack Jack's room, That was in it? Jack's room. Yeah. Mm. Well, and now these things have taken on a life of their own. I mean, we were talking about Earl the Squirrel, which has become, you know, his own lore. And in the Holiday Tribute Store, was it last year, I think, it was his tree farm? It was last year. Or two years ago? Two years ago. Two years ago? Yeah. yeah. yeah the, um, he got his own room. And there's plenty of Earl the Squirrel references in this current Tribute Store, as we discovered. That's right. <laughs> yeah, if you stick around long enough, he may, he may pop up here and there, so... Um, yeah, Earl is, Earl's been a great surprise for us and, you know, doing the tree farm a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. that was, um, you know, kind of, uh, uh, he, he really stepped in to help us finish off that tribute store. So 
we're, we're appreciative for his help that year. And um, yeah, he's been a lot of fun. And you know, you can now meet him in the park during the holidays. So yeah, yeah, it's so been good. a lot of fun working with him. I'm trying and, to think ones that come to mind. Uh, I think it was was it Mardi Gras last year that was the the process of building a float. Oh, that was right? this year. Yes. That was this, this year. year? That was okay. Yeah. So like again, telling a story through each mm-hmm. of the rooms. The first room was like the design of the float. Then you saw like the float being sculpted. Then you saw like the float pieces building together. And then the last room itself was the float realized, right? Yeah. Amazing. It's so cool. That that whole store is interesting enough. And I, I don't know if a lot of people would pick up on this, but unless we told them, um, that whole store was basically like our process of building a tribute store. Yeah. Wow. Although we made Meta. it. Uh, exactly. <laughs> um, although we made it um, themed around building a float, that is, that's basically how we do the stores is we start with an ideation, you know, loose sketches and we go into maquettes and builds and that whole space really looked like the same space that we work in. So we have a warehouse slash shop slash design area and even some of the racking and props and shelves, we just took them right out of our warehouse space. (laughs) And so for several months we were without racking, but just to show you how authentic that became for us is like, this is, this is just like our exact warehouse working space. So, but it was more of a metaphor instead of building a float, we build a tribute store. So this, the process was really the same. The summer tribute store was probably our largest assortment of specifically developed product merchandise mm-hmm. for a tribute store. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, when they, uh, when our, our buyers and our product developers came to us and said, look, we've got an assortment we want you to promote, they were serious and they had a, a broad assortment. So um, everything came together great for this. It's, you know, a whole new store, all new product. And um, it's just, it all worked out great together. Um, you know, Sarah mentioned it before, but what makes these stores so special for us is it's all kind of homegrown for our small team. And there's a lot of passion behind this store. And um, pretty much everything you see in the store is created by this one small team that Sarah leads. It's amazing to see. And I say this often that I'm, I'm riding on their creative coattails, but when they come back with concepts or ideas um, that's what makes it so fun is the unexpected that um, you give a creative individual just a small sliver of an idea and they come back and expand on it and kind of deliver beyond what you had expected. That's what really gets me excited about these stores. Yeah. Sarah's nodding her head over there. <laughs> <laughs> it surprises me every day. Yeah. You guys speak with so much pride and like walking through the store with you guys, you guys are so excited to show us all the details, all the little nooks and crannies and hidden things that it's awesome. It's it's such a cool thing that you guys have created and has grown over the years. And I don't know where does it go next. Is there? Oh boy, is it is it going to be more and more and more? You know, we we hope so. And you know, until until someone tells us to stop, stop. we'll probably keep going. Um, go for it. We love doing it. Like I said, if if um, we're we're just as big a fans of these these uh, stores and these concepts as as our guests are. So we get excited about it. They get excited about it, and. Um, we just have a blast doing it. So we, we don't want to stop. So we're going to keep going. And um, yeah, you may see more, more of this popping up in the future. I can't wait. Can't wait. It's awesome. Okay, we are back in the studio. What an amazing interview <laughs> we just had with them. I'm laughing because for the first time, because we're going to play our summer secret Santa, we have our executive producer, Michelle, 
on microphone. What? What? Oh. Oh she, she speaks. Hi. She's like hearing her voice for the first time in the headphones. And she's like, that's what I sound like. Oh, wow. This is amazing. You guys, this is what we get to listen to all the time when we're recording. Yeah. It's Michelle, the sweet sounds Michelle telling us what we did wrong. <laughs> Just not, not through the mic. Right. right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, okay. So uh, we need to tell the listeners who we each chose for a secret Santa. Summer secret Santa. I called dibs on Michelle. I called I'm, dibs I'm on sucking David. up to the executive producer. <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> and I call Carrie. Okay. Well, that worked out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Who wants to start? Who wants to say what they what they purchased for their? I can go first. Okay. Okay. Um, so, as we all know, I do we do we know? Have we said that yeah. Michelle, uh, our executive producer Michelle, used to be a skipper? Yes. On the Jaws ride. Yes. Uh, and so the the Jaws themed room at our summer tribute store was especially close to her heart. Uh, and there was one item in particular. It's on the nose. I, I think you already know which one I picked out for you. Um, but they have lovingly recreated the blue uh, shirts that the skippers used to wear on the Jaws ride. Yep. And it says Captain Jake's Amity Boat Tours. Oh. And, um, you know, so that that's what the one Thank item you. that I picked out for you, Michelle. Thank you. That means a lot to me. Does it? Yeah. You, this is a good thing, right? You have fond memories oh, of working yeah. there. Oh, yeah. I loved it. I'm not like, hey, here's your... Here's, the, here's your work shirt. Used to wear yeah. all the time. <laughs> it Sweating, is a fond memory. Dirty. It is. It is a good thing. It's a very the fond crisp, memory. clean version. Yes. 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 Thank you. That's so sweet. The old blues. Thank you, Michelle. What did you get for me? <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> I got you. So when we walked into the Back to the Future room, yes. I turned the corner and I actually said to you, "Oh my gosh, that jacket reminds me of you." <sighs> So I, I bought that jacket. you that jacket. It's uh, Which jacket? it says Back to the Future on it, and it's kind of tie dye retro, and it just kind of screamed Carrie. So me tie dye mm-hmm, retro, mm-hmm. loud, obnoxious, loud. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's no, also on the no. nose. <laughs> I appreciate that because no, I also turned the really corner. I was like, whoa. Yeah, I need to add that to my jacket collection. Yeah, I literally, I, I tapped her and I was like, oh my god, that jacket, it's so cute. Yeah. You should get this. Yeah, I, like literally said that. <laughs> You're the nicest. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> David, I oh, got you no. a present. Oh, no. I did. I splurged for this. This is an exclusive piece of merchandise. It's what? a cookie, isn't it? it is, you got me a cookie. I also got you a cookie. <laughs> but um, that was a side item to another Back to the Future themed gift. I also turned that corner, and next to the tie-dye jackets was a glass display case. <gasps> With Whoa. a guitar. You did it. I did. <gasps> it wow. is. Yes. It is a, a recreation of the original guitar that was used in Back to the Future by the lead actor at the end. You know, when they're like playing in the band. It's beautiful, glistening red guitar. That's insane. And it's signed. Whoa. Yeah. That's that's going right on the wall. Yeah, it is. Wow. That's amazing. So I shouldn't play it then. Well, yeah. I mean, it's yours. It's you can do whatever you want. Well, I don't know how to play guitar, so oh. I probably shouldn't play it. <laughs> It reminded me of you because you know, I sing in a band and you always come watch our band and we do kind of that throwback music. So And I sing off stage. Absolutely. I'm not allowed to sing on stage. Not yet. <laughs> Maybe once <laughs> you learn to play exactly. this guitar. I'll open for you guys. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. You got a guitar. That's crazy. I know. Yeah. That's a good one. And all of these uh, things are available at the store. So head on over. There's big ticket items like guitars and it, there's amazing jackets and there's... Cookies as well. Yeah. 
That was fun. That was great. We should give each other gifts more often. I think so. Yeah. Well, we usually end our episode with like a take five rewind. Right. But this is honestly like a take one. We got it. Yeah. Take one. Yeah. <laughs> go to the tribute store. Just go. <laughs> You gotta go. Like we mentioned, it's so much more than just another retail store. It yeah. is truly an immersive experience. Uh, it's so cool to explore. Fans will love all the details. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there's always something new to discover with each new season, with each new iteration of the Tribute Store. Absolutely. Shout out to our friends at Visual Merchandising for making it an event, making it feel like a, a new experience every time and yeah. really putting their heart and soul into that decor, making it look and feel completely authentic. I can't wait to see what they come up with next. Me too. Yeah. Well, a special thanks to our guests, Rob and Sarah. Uh, as always, thanks to you, Carrie, our executive producer, Michelle. Our engineer, Art, and thank you all for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye. To learn more about Universal Parks and Resorts, head to our show notes for links to our Discover Universal blog for a more in-depth look around our destination. While you're there, sign up to receive emails that will include articles, videos, and this podcast delivered right to your inbox to prepare for your next vacation. If you liked what you heard, leave us a review and don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. 